0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Listen to my prayer, O God. Do not ignore my plea.
1: Hear me and answer me.
0: Evening, morning,
1: and noon. I cry out in distress, and he hears my voice. Cast your cares on the Lord,
0: and he will sustain you.
1: He will never let the righteous fall. Glory Glory be be to to the the Father,
0: and to the Son, and to the the Holy Spirit. Spirit, As it was in the beginning, is now, now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Welcome to this week's edition of the talk podcast as we now are looking forward already the the time just flies by 7th Sunday after Pentecost.
1: Right and just uh, a couple of quick uh, announcements here. Remember that for this coming Sunday the 16th July 16th we only have one service and it's at 10 o'clock and to be followed by the the big bash out in the parking lot with the food trucks and the games uh, so uh, make a note of that if you haven't already, and sadly, it's also our, our farewell to Vicar DeBoer, and that and that also means that this is our final podcast with, with Vicar. So we're um, sad to see your your time here with us come to an end. You'll be here until Monday, so people can still say yeah, say they can goodbye pop in to you if and, they
0: want, say goodbye, and yeah.
1: and then and then get to get to meet Toby if they haven't already because yeah, she's yep. she's here with you.
0: Yep, yep. I, uh this uh, got married this past Saturday and. Uh, have Toby up here with me for this last week, so, but, uh, and uh, this little bit of time she's had here, she's enjoyed getting to know people better, so, um, but yeah, it, uh, it's, 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 it's going to be a, a fun weekend, just with the big bash and everything, and, uh, and uh, with that 10 a.m. service, having everyone together, it'll be fun to have a full sanctuary, um, and yeah, I liked, I think, Pastor, I think this weekend, I, I watched the uh, live stream of the service and you know, I think he mentioned, you know, of having everyone repeat, you know, 10am service, 10am service. <laughs> so repeat that to yourself. So you, you can certainly come early, hang out with us, we'll be here. <laughs>
1: but Well, and it, it shouldn't be too much of a hardship, because I've, I've noticed the pattern that the summer is early in the summer people are, they arrive more or less on time, as, as they're used to You're right Yeah. Air. And I noticed yeah. as the summer wears on about this point in the summer that 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 uh, people trickle in a little bit later and they a little gotta bit they got to push yeah. that to yeah. yeah. so the
0: last minute yeah. Uh, arrival. Yeah, <laughs> Why not when you don't have snow to worry about or slipping <laughs> and sliding? <laughs> so, yeah, so you know, this week, like I said, we're looking ahead to the seventh Sunday after Pentecost. Um, uh, again, I mean, the, this passage of time, and uh, you talk about it just uh, being uh, in my last Sunday too, time does just fly at uh, it's, uh, it's been a joy, and it feels like it was just yesterday I did my first podcast with you and Pastor. I didn't really say much that first one, but uh, <laughs> I was present anyways, so. Um,
1: well, it takes takes a little time to get the hang of
0: it. It does, it does, yeah. And uh, yeah, we've had fun looking at uh, texts uh, through the year and uh, talking about the, the pericopes and uh, different readings that we, we have and talking about the liturgy and so forth and, uh, you know, then, of course, after Easter, we went from talking about the epistles to the Old Testament, so that was a good change to, to have uh, partway through, and, um, and yeah, and we continue the Old Testaments today, um, but, you know, in thinking about this, all of the readings uh, this for this week in general, yeah, they all have agricultural imagery, so when I thought about it being my last sermon to preach this Sunday here, I mean, how fitting to... Uh, to have this agricultural imagery uh, it, with my background. Yeah,
1: it's worked out great. <laughs> worked for out you. great,
0: yeah. Uh, in a way, maybe there's more pressure in that aspect not to mess it up then. Uh, but uh, you know, I feel like it may take some storytelling abilities here and, and uh, work with this. So and, this
1: it, and this wasn't. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think earlier in the year there were there was another set of readings. I think where there was an agrarian theme, and it just happened to be. Yeah, I'm trying to
0: remember. I know in Advent we had. I think the third Sunday of Advent we had uh, James talking about the patience of a farmer.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, that was Perhaps one.
0: I was. wasn't scheduled to preach, but I had uh, was kind of lamenting the fact the pastor had to, was able to preach that. So we tossed a coin, and I got it. <laughs> But so I got an extra sermon the deal there.
1: And and I think this comes up in Scripture more more frequently. Well, it shouldn't surprise us because back in that day, they they were much more tied to the land, much more of an. everyone could relate to the agrarian economy right Yeah. now there's so few I mean the percentage keeps dropping all the time well, yeah, of, yeah. of people that are actually connected to agriculture.
0: yeah I mean uh, I know last the last I heard this was like 10 years ago so this probably went down even more uh, it was uh, less than two percent of the, the the United States now this is talking about less than two percent of the United States population farm
1: wow that's 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 shockingly low
0: it, I, yeah, I, I yeah 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 uh, but, you know, of that, I think uh, the average U.S. farm feeds 165 people annually. Uh, that might have went up now, too, uh, by now. But, but, yeah, so, I mean, it wasn't, uh, I mean, just thinking about the context of the Old Testament, I mean, this uh, agrarian uh, imagery wasn't too far out of, uh, you know, uh, uh, sight. I mean, they they they, they would see uh, farmers out planting, and they would see this being done. Many of them probably worked on those farms anyway.
1: Well, and that's why it works as a parable is because yeah, everybody yeah. could relate to it. And, yeah, um, yeah. you think about the, 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 the parable of the, you know, of the, of the fish too, you know, it's, yeah, well, it's
0: fishing was right there. Fishing, yeah. but You know, yeah.
1: maybe. Fewer people fish now than used to, yeah. as well. Oh, I,
0: uh, that might work. Maybe fishing might work better right here in Green Bay proper. I'd imagine, though, because I think fishing is still a pretty big deal here, isn't it?
1: Well, the um, the fishing industry, the Lake Michigan fishing industry, is not what it used to be. Oh, it used, okay. okay. used to be a, a much bigger industry than it is yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, but but you are right about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were
0: uh, talking about. Too just I mean, how now we're so distanced, you know, maybe from the fishing, but then even agriculture. Um, you know, I think if we go back just in our own country 80 years ago, I think many more were connected to agriculture even then. But then we had probably starting a century ago that move from rural to urban. And you know, there has been this steady, you know, shift since then. So
1: when you can see that when you just drive around in the, in the county around here, but yeah, yeah. there were some, uh, there were some communities that were much more active and thriving economically because mm-hmm. they, they had more people there, there were more yep. people farming. And so that was the hub, the hub of their business and everything. So yep. but with fewer people, you know, there's, there's less money that comes into those communities. And then, um, I don't know from your part of Minnesota, yeah. it probably doesn't look the way it does here. In, in northeast Wisconsin, but if you know if you know what to look for, if you go out in the into the into the county, often at the crossroads where you have two county roads that yeah, cross, yep. you know, like County F crosses, County C yeah, or yeah. there will be the remnants of what was a cheese factory or a creamery. At oh, that yeah. location, yeah. because they needed to be close to the farms, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you still find a lot of those buildings standing. They're 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 not obviously they're not cheese. They're factors. vacant now. They're yeah. vacant. Yeah, but they're they were built very sturdy, and yep. and if you know what to look for, you can still find them.
0: You right can there. find them. Okay, well, that's very neat. Um, so I mean, yeah, I think this this all fits in well then with kind of what we're looking at this week. Um, you know, in our uh, gospel, we have the sower, the parable of the sower. Uh, which, um, you know, like you mentioned, it was something that was relatable to the people. And, you know, often Jesus did that. He took something that was familiar to the people that he was speaking to, and he used that as an imagery and really used it to, you know, talk about the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And that's a parable. It's, he uses, uh, you know, this familiar uh, uh, things for, and uses that to make a point uh, with, the, with the, what he wants to say. But then, now in our Old Testament, then we also have you know Isaiah speaking about God's word coming down from heaven like rain and snow, and you know just like you know that rain and snow, it comes down, it doesn't go back up, but it waters the earth and it you know, brings forth crops and uh, bear, you know, makes that ground bear fruit. Uh, so the same with God's word, it you know it brings it brings forth you know seed and and it causes that seed to sprout and grow.
1: And from coming from this point of the uh, part of the world, you mm-hmm. don't normally associate it with with snow.
0: <laughs> or, <laughs> well, when there's snow, everything's dormant. <laughs> yeah. right.
1: Right. But it but it but it it can snow in Israel. It can snow in the <laughs> yeah, East right. There. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and um, so it, it does happen. They do they do know what snow is. Yeah,
0: they know what it is. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I I'd like to know what the. Uh, I guess the original word for snow is I guess see what they equated it to, but yeah, they definitely don't know it like we do, but but they definitely knew what it was. I'm sure well, not cold yeah, and it's not
1: like uh, what is it in in, um, in Inuit in the in the Eskimo languages they have like twenty different oh 20 yeah. different terms for the word snow. So do because, they okay? Well, it's yeah. because there are a lot of different types. There's yep. the very heavy wet snow. There's yep. the dry powdery snow. There's the sleet and. and yep. You can you can see I mean they're, that's just three. They're the, the, why they would have that many words for snow?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, as we're thinking about you know this our, our text for this week, uh, I'm, I'm just going to quickly comment if I can on the uh, the parable of the sower. Uh, so that, that's what I'll be preaching on is is the, the, gospel, the gospel text. Yeah, yeah, I'll be uh, just preaching on that. And you know in my introduction, uh, so if you're listening, this is uh, I guess I don't want to. Give away too much, you know, you know, spoiler alert here. <laughs> but, you know, it just, it's no, after a year, it's no surprise if you talk to me. I grew up on a farm. Uh, you know, Paul and I, think think we've talked about it in the podcast, probably agriculture. And, uh, it's just, uh, it doesn't take long to realize that that's where I come from, just uh, with what I talk about. But, you know, now even being here, one of my favorite things to do is actually to go take a drive out in the country. Uh, actually, just a couple of weeks ago, Pastor and I were actually out taking a drive, going somewhere. and uh, We both got out in, in the countryside, started looking at fields, and we both were just at ease. <laughs> uh, we were looking, but you know, I like to just go out and see the progress of everything. You know, what's going on? Uh, you know, during the, the spring, for some reason I missed that, like, time when they actually planted, but I could see where they had, you know, worked in the, the seed and, uh, you know, had prepped the soil and everything. But then now, like during the growing season, just watching everything sprout up and watching everything come up, you know, the corn, like even driving, I feel like I can watch it grow at this point. I mean, it's growing so rapidly.
1: With the hot weather and the yeah, humidity yeah. It's, uh, it loves that kind of weather. It
0: does, yeah. So this is something I like to do, just go out and see how the farmers are doing, see what their, uh, the progress of their crops and uh, just to kind of. Uh, and not only that, um, and this is something that my wife now is finding out about me when we're driving, I'm a window gazer. Uh, I like to, uh, I'm looking at like the edges of a field, you know, how clean do they keep it? Or how straight of the lines do they have along the edge or something? You know, just everything under the sun, I'm looking at all this. Um, so I think of the people then of Galilee, it wasn't out of, uncommon for them to see, see farmers. You know, out uh, doing their work, you know, kind of like I like to see, I mean, I'm sure they often would go on the countryside and see farmers at work tending their crops and uh, preparing their soil for planting seeds and so forth. And um, and that's kind of uh, what I open up with in the sermon this week, is just talking about, you know, this is something that I like to do, and then kind of working into the people of Galilee. But you have to come on Sunday and listen listen to the sermon to figure out the rest, find the rest of it.
1: But well, we will look forward to that. It, <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it's great the way that that our, our Old Testament reading sets that up. It and does, yeah. And that's um, and if we haven't mentioned it already, I think we have many times yep. that that the the way that the readings are set up is such <laughs> that the Old Testament reinforces the gospel yeah. or somehow yeah. has that yeah. same theme or leads you right to it. Very yeah. often, the psalm functions as a bridge between psalm those between two. The two, and then the epistle is often D- depends just, on the week. Yeah, yeah, depends yeah. depends on the time of year and the week in yeah. the year. Yeah, may or may not connect to it. But honestly, a lot of the epistles, if you if you just really peer into them deeply enough, you, you can, can find re- something there. You can there. find something.
0: Yeah. So, like this week, for example, uh, you know, I think we had talked earlier that. I was uh, tempted to almost switch out the epistle for um, I forget what text it was. Oh, uh, for, uh, Paul was writing. You know, I planted, Apollos watered. God gave the growth. Well, I decided against that then. But uh, now looking at this, the Romans text that we do have for this week, uh, I forget. I don't have it in front of me. What exactly it was, but uh, we have language of the Spirit of God and the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Well, so if we think about you know God's word in terms of you know, being sent and brought, you know, coming down from heaven and providing growth. Well, who is it that causes that growth? You know, in in the Christian's heart, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can maybe see then the Holy Spirit kind of being the one acting on this uh, growth that uh, that comes uh, through God's word. So
1: that'll come back later when we t- when we take a look at the hymn. So I'm glad. Okay. You mentioned. Okay.
0: Let's uh, keep that in mind then, <laughs> as we work forward to this. Uh, so, I do want to just, uh, you know, I guess, uh, when it comes, to when we, I prep for sermons and prep for things, we look at different sources and uh, different uh, commentaries, I guess. Uh, you, you all may have noticed the last few weeks, uh, and I thank you for your letters of encouragement to those two commentaries up in the Welcome Center. Yeah, you,
1: you've done very well with getting encouraging. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, <comments>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, But I actually had to pull one of them aside because it had this text in it. So, oh. I was reading the book. And the uh, 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 Reverend Dr. Reed Lessing, he's the author of these, and he had a little quote here. I'm just going to read this because I really enjoyed, I thought this was going this to help set the stage for what we'll hear in this uh, Old Testament lesson from Isaiah 55. So Yahweh's word comes down from heaven and goes forth into the world to accomplish his gracious plan. This is true of scripture and preeminently pertains to the word incarnate Jesus Christ. He is the eternal Word and God, the agent of creation, who became flesh to reveal the unseen God. So that brings to mind then just uh, the power, how how powerful God's Word is. In that, you know, it it is uh, a a term I've heard before. It's efficacious. It has it's effective. God's Word comes and it does something. uh, It's successful in producing a desired or intended result. And so we'll hear that in our reading that. You know, there's a purpose You know, God's word has when it comes, and it's effective in that it does something. It causes growth and so forth. Uh,
1: so, this, so this comes out of Isaiah, and the two commentaries that that yeah. are a gift to you are from Isaiah. Yep. Uh, can, can I ask you, uh, Pastor lets you choose yeah. which commentaries yeah. you would like as a gift. So, wh- wh- How, what how did you, I choose? Yeah, why, why did you choose Isaiah?
0: Well, in this looking at, I mean, we have so many you know, things in Isaiah that point ahead to Christ. And it's a, a very important book and you know, very important. You know, Isaiah is one of the major prophets. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like it's something that I think we encounter Isaiah in almost all three years of the lectionary. You, you are right uh, right. So that's why I thought it would be a good one. And it would be good to try to use your Bible studies, too. So mm-hmm. that's kind of why, because I know we encounter it a lot.
1: And what? And, and you know the author, right? You've had well, classes. With well, the I
0: no, I have I don't know him personally. I haven't seen him, but okay. uh, he's up in Minneapolis. Okay. I think he teaches at like Concordia St. Paul. Okay. And then uh, he's a pastor, I think, in a church in Egan, Minnesota, okay. or associate. I thought pastor. you knew him personally. No, no, perhaps, no okay. yeah, I've heard of him though, and okay. uh, seen him around, but yeah. So yeah, I, I just like that, and that kind of helps set the stage. You know, just mm-hmm. thinking about now God's word being effective and having a result and a purpose. And, uh, and that's what we'll find here from Isaiah 55, 10 to 13. If you could, Paul, could you read that for us?
1: For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go, go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of, the, instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle. And it shall make a name for the Lord, an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off.
0: Thank you. And Specifically that first half of the taxes. Kind of really, I mean, you get that agronomy theme or agrarian theme here of uh, you know of God's word coming down from heaven, you know, just as rain and snow. And uh, what does it do? Uh, It it gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Um, So, I uh, in thinking of that, I think about in our context now. I think about the like now we have our you know the pastors. You know, in a sense, and this is something I've been actually kind of thinking on. You know, who exactly is the sower here? Uh, ultimately, I would say that actually God is a sower. Mm-hmm. but then I guess we have the pastors though too, that help spread that word and cast that word out. Um, but you know, so God gives pastors that seed of the word now to spread and then, uh, uh, then it also gives bread to the eater, so made to the listener. Uh, we might think of uh, that the word is uh, given to them. And uh, how it produces uh, fruit for the listener.
1: Well, you can. I mean, there's there's a strong creation theme that goes there through is this yeah. Reading yeah. too, so you could almost look at it as yes, maybe you as the pastor are the sower, but who created the seed? it's, yeah, it, it's, it's the God. Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who nourishes it and waters it? You know, it's the Spirit.
0: It's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, at like I you know had uh, I had written here in uh, my constant contact. Um, I mean. And ultimately, we have the reality here that I mean, yes, we may uh, maybe do the planting or sow the seed, but ultimately, it is God who does the work. It is God who provides the growth. Uh, you know, it is uh, you, know, you know God who gives that seed to the sower, and God who you know gives the bread to the eater, and so forth. Um, you know and so it is here with his word he says
1: well and and ultimately farmers farmers know they just need to turn everything over to yeah Uh, yeah this actually ties in well with pastor's sermon from last week Mm -hmm. uh, letting God be God and turning things over to God because when you're a farmer you really are you're putting your everything in God's hands. right yeah cannot control the weather
0: right I mean you to an extent you can you know help manage the nutrients in the soil and help manage the conditions but yeah, ultimately, I mean, it's in the Lord's hands. Uh, my mind often goes to an old uh, elderly gentleman at my home church. that He was actually one that had influenced me or encouraged me to go to seminary years ago before I even considered it. Uh, you know, he's a farmer. Mm-hmm. So he'll come to church Sunday morning and say, well, it could be drier or it could be, you know, we could have more rain. It could be colder, it could be hotter, you know, typical farm talk. And, but then he always bookends it with, but the Lord's in control. We'll get what we need and he'll provide and uh, just having that faith of turning that over to god to supply the growth
1: yeah and with that type of faith um without that i think you know, a lot of people would have thrown in the towel and, and yeah, given up yeah. on farming at a much younger age yeah
0: yeah yeah and now now he's in his 80s retired and but uh, his son and grandchildren are continuing on the operation but <clears throat> um so, yeah, we we see this, uh, this reality here, just in terms of God's word then, you know. Just as the rain and snow come down, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth, which is ca- that word that is cast out, and it shall accomplish that which I purpose. You know, God's word, it has a purpose, you know, to create and sustain faith. You know, God's word reveals God to us. Uh, we think of uh, the revelation of God, well, ultimately, it's scripture, that reveals God to us and reveals who he is and what he has done in his son Jesus Christ. And uh, what joy it is to be able to just to be recipients of that revelation and of that you know, that good news of Christ.
1: In the in the second section I I've, I've noticed mm-hmm. there's this there's this analogy set up between thorns and cypresses yeah, and, yeah, briars, yeah. and briars briars and yep. myrtle. Um, not not plants we typically think no, about a no. lot. I mean, briars obviously are are an unpleasant thing. Yes, yeah, But yeah. the cypresses was a very very useful plant, a very mm-hmm. useful wood in in the um, in the
0: Middle East. Right. Yeah. There's uh yeah we see this <clears throat> uh, kind of this distinction between you know, I mean yes yeah, so you the you know instead of a thorn like you said it should come up the cypress uh you know and you know in God by the working of the Spirit in God's word I mean instead of you know, unuseful. I guess plants. We have uh, useful uh, fruit that comes up and, uh, and is uh, is abundant in in its fruit and its growth. Uh, and you know, instead of the briars, so that come up the myrtle. Uh, so we see there again. You know, this growth of something that's good. You know, is why it's not because it's the work of the sower, but it's the work of God who who causes the growth and uh, nourishes. Uh, that seed to grow into that
1: it's it's also such a it, it a lot of Isaiah is written like in a poetic form yeah yeah and yeah. And, and that's some of the appeal of it but the personification yeah. that you have here is also very interesting mm-hmm. that the that the mountains and hills can sing they break yeah, they forth clap and clap their hands and that the trees can clap <laughs> yeah, their hands yeah. i mean what what a, <laughs> what an interesting image that yeah
0: is. yeah yeah and just the because you know God's word comes and does this. Uh, this is what will happen. This, uh, you know, creation, you know, it, it sings praises to God and shouts for joy, and uh, what what joy that is to be sure. So yeah. So in Isaiah here we're, we are. We're talking about this, uh, like we talked about in the first half of it. You know, the God's word coming down and uh, you know being effective and having a purpose. You know, and causing growth and so forth. And then the second half, we talk about, you know, instead of the thorn, shall come up the cypress. Instead of the briar, shall come up the myrtle. Um, and so, you know, in the sermon this week, in with the parable of the sower, uh, I, I t- I'm going to be talking about, you know, Jesus uh, kind of lays out four different soil types uh, when it comes to planting. So we have the, that seed that falls among the, along the path, uh, so you think of, uh, you know, a, a trod down path that's well-traveled. You know, seed's not really going to, you know, take root in that. I mean, it's just packed down, it's well-traveled. So what happens then? The birds come in and eat it. Uh, but then there's that seed which is, when it's spread, it falls within the rocks. Uh, I mean, how many times, like me, along the lake shore, you might be uh, going along in a boat and you see a, a tree growing up in some rocks. Well, the, again, that tree doesn't have very a very good root system in rock. i sure it doesn't take long for it to
1: right. Topple you see over. that on, on, on shorelines. Yeah yeah, 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 along lakes where maybe it just doesn't have a good foothold, and sometimes it just topples. Yeah, right it just into topples the lake.
0: right over. Yeah, um, and then we have uh, the third uh, soil, or the third you know, place a seed lands, which is among thorns, or or weeds. You know, and that that, that seed is choked out, or the the word is choked out. Um, and then we have the fourth is a good soil that, you know, the seed lands, it bears good fruit abundantly. Uh, so, you know, in the sermon then, uh, for application purposes, I think I'll be kind of working with that third one, with that seed that falls, you know, among thorns and is choked out, you know, is it because it says the cares of the world and the seedfulness of riches, mm-hmm. you know, choke out the word. Uh, so, so in that, I... You know, kind of may pose a question, maybe not directly, but, you know, how often can we as Christians fall into maybe that category of soil? Yeah, we might come to church, we might attend Bible study, we hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches often choke out that word. Um, I guess, uh, you know, maybe even uh, being, you know, uh, up in front sometimes, if I'm not preaching, my mind's in the next part of the service, what's coming next, or you know, maybe where I'm not soaking it in like I should.
1: Uh, oh, what I, I thought you were, you were gonna say with that is being in the sitting near the front of the church, there's oh. fewer distractions. Well, yeah, but there, you, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, but me in the up in the chancel, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that, that's true too. There's fewer distractions. If you sit up towards the front, you might be able to pay attention more. I think there was uh, uh, the old uh, uh, organist at my home church she talked about growing up, and her, her parents always had them sit on the very front. Uh, because she said, one, you don't want to see the back of people's heads, but then, two, you you can see what's happening up front.
1: You well, can pay attention. So, among Lutherans, that's unusual. That's unusual, <laughs> yeah. Because, as you know, the church Lutherans tend to fill up from yeah, the, fill back the, the back. They fill um, the there's, back. But there's also a, a, a parenting philosophy, too, that... that um, children will pay better attention if they're closer to front, yeah, and right, i think yeah. there's a lot there's a lot to that if you're too far to the back mm-hmm. you may think you're doing them a favor because well if they're a little bit noisy it's easy to it's easier to get out yeah right but, yeah um i think they're less engaged yeah, because because yeah. they're so so far removed from from what's right,
0: happening yeah. The front. yeah and so you know when we think about you know this analogy i guess jesus uses in this parable of that seed which is among thorns, and being choked out by the cares of the world. Um, I mean, yeah, many, many of us as Christians, I'm sure there's been times we attend church, but it just doesn't, it doesn't take root. I mean, we, we, have, we have things in our minds. We have the cares of the world and so forth. We live in a world that is filled with things that are fleeting, uh, even more, it seems, than we did even 20 years ago, um, things that distract us and so forth. And uh, I mean, sure, that seed—you know of faith is still in us, but is there room for growth at all? Uh, so that's uh, kind of something I kind of try and play with a little bit in preparing. Is can we fall into that? Uh, but we see then the importance of being in God's word, uh, you know, being in God's word, reading it, marking it, learning it, and so forth. And uh, at the end of the podcast, we'll actually pray. Uh, uh, our collect uh, actually was normally is the collect for the word, mm-hmm. uh, but actually th- this week is our collect of the day on Sunday, uh, and we we hear about you know you know God's you know word to be r- written for our learning, you know the God's word coming coming to us and and how we we are in it we read it we mark it we learn it and, and take a, it to heart right and it's
1: a collect yeah. or, or prayer that we use frequently because. Um, it's just such a good general collect that that whatever word that we're hearing that day, mm-hmm. you know, may it may it take root and and, and yeah. change us, and form us. Yeah. Um, uh, just like um, when we when we have the gospel verse, there's the the kind of general gospel verse mm-hmm. that we have. Mm-hmm. You know, these things are written that you know you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son yeah. of God. Yeah. Works for all occasions, yeah, but but yeah. but on other ones we have a more specific gospel verse that kind of zeroes in on the theme for that particular day.
0: Yeah. So uh, do you know off the top of your head is there a gospel verse this week we're doing or
1: uh, the gospel verse today or for it, for this week is um, the, I think it's uh, it, it's the, the agrarian one is it's it the, the grass withers the, the grass flower fades but the fades, word fades. of the Lord endures forever and, and we have a banner to that effect, do we not? There might be a banner somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, that it's would be a, bit, a good one. We'll look for that one. Yeah, I'll look it. for this
0: one. Uh, see if Vicar can find that the next few days here. Yeah, because yeah, uh, some people don't know that, but that is that is your job. It's is, one is one of the, the jobs of the vicar is to change out the banners, yeah, so. unless I'm gone, and then the pastor normally can take care of it. But um, so yeah, we'll we'll pray this collect at the end. But the the collect though it talks about God's word being written, you know, written for our learning. And uh, just that God would grant that we would read it, mark it, learn it, and inwardly digest it. Uh, or may let it take root and uh, let it uh, soak in. mean, that's uh, a prayer that we should pray every day. And especially in thinking about being in that world of, you know, the cares of the world and deceitfulness of riches, that's the importance of being in that word. Mm-hmm. So our uh, readings aren't the, I guess, only, you know, thing that we have the strong uh, agrarian theme, but even the hymn that we have for this week, too.
1: Right, and, the, and this- Kind of goes and, along with this. And the hymn that we have is is the one that's designated as the, you know, the hymn of the day. For yeah. Not, mm-hmm. not a surprise, it was kind of an easy choice. <laughs> an easy choice, and, and yeah. And you would ask me already several weeks ago, you Yeah. know, can, can we sing that hymn? And I, I said, well, absolutely, yeah. of course. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's do that one because it fits so well with the readings for yep. this day. Yep. Well, and and. This, this reading of the parable of the sower, it actually appears in three of the gospels. It appears mm-hmm. in Matthew, uh, Mark, and Luke. Uh, but this being the Matthew year, the A year where we hear a yep. lot of readings from Matthew, um, it's appointed for this, this 10th Sunday. Um, uh, well, it's not 10th in, in the numbering after the Pentecost, but but for this particular uh, set of readings, yep. and I think it's the most complete one of the three. So that's that's why we don't hear it again mm-hmm. in the in the Luke or the Mark years. But uh, uh, the hymn we're talking about is uh, Almighty God, Your Word is cast, and it's uh, in the Lutheran Service Book number 577. And um, when we first started talking about this hymn. Um, it was a hymn that you knew very well from TLH, the old hymnal mm-hmm. from 1941, mm-hmm. uh, in which case it's paired with a different tune. So for this coming Sunday, for all of you that are nostalgic for the old Lutheran hymnal, we're going to use the tune that it was paired with <laughs> the in old the TLH. Lutheran hymnal yeah. Yeah, in the TLH. Um, fortunately, both of those tunes are, are very easy, mm-hmm. but I think the association between text and tune was so strong in that old hymnal, yeah, so that, that yep. it's worth bringing it, bringing it uh, back again, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, to use for this Sunday. Um, also, we'll, we'll we'll still use the slightly more updated text, because originally it was mm-hmm. um, Almighty God, Thy Word is oh, Cast, yeah, yeah. and so we're, we're lucky that this text does not have a ton of these and thies in, yeah. so that you're tripping. You're constantly tripping yeah, over yeah. these and thighs if you've memorized it. Yeah. With the these mm-hmm. and eyes that are, get changed to you and yours. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll sing it that way this Sunday. The the text was written by um, a, a, a priest in the Church of England named John mm. Kaywood, and he was from the late 18th century, early early 19th century. Uh, came from very modest means and through his own uh, determination and and grit, he became um, a a priest in the the Church of England. And so he wrote a small number of hymns, I think it was about two dozen hymns, and he published this one in an 1819 collection called A Selection of Psalms and Hymns for Public and Private Use, Adapted to the Services of the Church of England. And so at, at that time in England, there was kind of a, a widely held misunderstanding that well we shouldn't use hymns and poetry that aren't based purely in scripture which is kind of a a calvinist way of looking yeah, at things yeah, that, yeah. that you know we really should avoid those those types of things because they could be misleading theological and you can see where maybe the the in the in the reformation where where the the followers of calvin got that notion mm-hmm. it's it seems like a like a sound idea, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that if that if you're staying away from the poetry, you know, devotional poetry that that people wrote, that you'd avoid theological error. Mm-hmm. But it, um, I think we've we through through the 19th century, we we all kind of grew to the to the notion that well, if we're careful about what we put in that poetry you know we can make good use of this yep. we can certainly have some good uh, devotional poetry but going even farther back luther did not hold to that standard you know he wrote his own mm-hmm. hymns a lot of them were didactic or mm-hmm. teaching hymns mm-hmm. and he felt that they were very useful you know especially in the home yep. um, and that we don't have to just be bound to that idea of Well, we can only sing psalms or paraphrases of psalms. Um, We can certainly move well beyond that. And so it was a little bit controversial, some of these early publications that that went in that direction. But eventually by later in the 19th century, there was literally an explosion of hymns, especially of of English language hymns that um, um, were were used to supplement the psalms. Mm. And so the hymn we have, Almighty God, your word is cast, is just a great summary of this parable, Um, and if we look at it stanza by stanza, you know, you can see the parallels there. Almighty God, your word is cast like seed into the ground. Now let the dew of heaven descend and righteous fruits abound. Well, what is the dew of heaven? Um, We don't always think about it right in that that sense, but the dew of heaven is the Spirit, Spirit, the the Holy Spirit, and Mm -hmm. you don't think, of all the images of the Spirit, you think of fire, dove. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You rarely think of it as dew, <laughs> but in this sense, it's the water. It's yeah. the Spirit kind of watering that seed, and I yeah, said it comes come and creates that. that growth. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. creates that growth. The Spirit yeah. creates that yeah. growth. Yeah. Um, so maybe maybe we need to add that to our our list of common images of the Holy Spirit. That it's
0: right. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, we think of the uh, the creeds, I mean, that the Holy Spirit you know, creates and sustains faith. So, you know, like water comes and, you know, uh, you make, gives life to that seed and sustains life to that seed as that plant grows.
1: And then in the second stanza here, well, the... Uh the, the the water, I mean, that comes right out of the parable itself, mm-hmm. but in the second stanza here, let not the sly satanic foe this holy seed remove, but give it root in every heart to bring forth fruits of love. So in comparing it to the parable, um, it's kind of funny to think of of the satanic foe being the equivalent of the birds. Yeah. In other words, I mean, I don't think of birds as, as satanic, but when you when you think about that they're just coming along and consuming that yeah, seed, yeah. nothing can happen to it. Satan can do, easily do that mm-hmm. to us. Just, you know, we're, we're easy pickings on, on yeah. that hard soil yeah. Yeah. That, that he can just uh, pick us up and mm-hmm. and, and, and consume us, mm-hmm. and, and nothing becomes of us. We don't bear good fruit. Yeah. So the birds, in essence, are kind of the satanic foe here. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever your thought is about about birds, <laughs>
0: you well, know, I can see if you think of it, you know, crows. Yeah, I mean, crows
1: are aren't my favorite. <laughs> but a lot of birds, their are a mainstay of their diet is is seeds. Seeds, yeah. yeah. Well, what would you put in bird feeders? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, but uh, to look at that as being, uh, yeah, um, the, the birds are are like Satan, like, <laughs> plucking plucking them off yep. the hard soil yep. is is interesting. Um, and then stanza three there you made you made a, a nice reference to this before when you mm-hmm. said um, let not the world's deceitful cares the rising plant destroy. Um, it's these distractions that we have in the world that that those are the things the the, the thorns like growing mm-hmm. up among the thorns yeah. that yeah the seed is there but it just gets choked out nothing becomes of it because it's mm-hmm. just distracted mm-hmm. it's it's it can't. Bear fruit. It's mm-hmm. too much competition, yeah. and and we exactly. have that competition in our in our lives. That it's just all these distractions of mm-hmm. this world are just pulling us away from the Word. Yeah, and then um, the, the the last stanza. Um, so when the precious seed is sown, your your quickening grace bestow that all whose souls the truth receive its saving power may know. This was this was altered a little bit in our mm. current hymnal. They changed it to. Um, from from your quickening grace to your life giving grace, um, just because quickening is quickening is one of those words that we don't use so much anymore. Older language. Older yeah. language, yeah, yeah, yeah. That we we, we okay. speak about, um, you know, quicken my, you know, quicken my resolve, quicken my soul. That, that,
0: yeah, you know, yeah. we really think even I think uh, the 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 creed we have it used to be the quick and the yes, dead. Yes. Yeah, I mean, now the living and the dead. Yeah. Right, right, sort of like right. That, great, yeah.
1: great, that's a that's, yeah. a that's a great analogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right mm-hmm. there. That that quicken is 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 a word that appears in older poetry. Yeah, and, yeah. And hymns yeah. and yeah. um, life giving. I think life giving is a good good yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, substitute there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, in in making what I would call or hopefully call <laughs> careful edits to the hymns, you know, in this last yeah. hymnal, yeah. they they made that substitution there. Um, I'd throw in before the before we, we wrap up here that mm. there was a, another stanza that is left out was left out of our hymnals. And let me let me read mm. that to mm-hmm. you and, and, and let me know what you think of this stanza that, that was omitted. Nor let thy words so kindly sent to raise us to thy throne return to thee and sadly tell that we reject thy son. So it's just emphasizing that point again. We hate to Think that the word has gone out and come back void; that, yeah. it, that it had no fruit, yeah. um, and so it just reinforces that point. But that also kind of illustrates that, yeah, there's that there's that that element of free will right, that, yeah. that we can reject the word of God, yeah, um, mm-hmm. um, and it could come back mm-hmm. empty.
0: Thanks be to God, though. I mean, being in the Holy Spirit, right? Like God's word doesn't come back to him void. It, it does. Uh, produce fruit but yeah that's uh, quite a quite an imagery there that stanza has
1: and kind of strong language strong and language that, yeah, yeah and, and maybe for mm-hmm. that reason it is is maybe one of the, the less appreciated stanzas right the hymn, and, yeah and doesn't didn't appear in tlh and doesn't appear in our current in our current hymnal but was part of the original hymn um, The, as I mentioned before, the melody is, or the word we're going to use on Sunday is the one that was, it was paired with in in TLH, and it's a tune by the name of Dundee, which is named after a town in Scotland, a a, a city Uh in Scotland, because the, the first appearance of this melody was in Scotland. Uh, It was in a a psalter from the 17th century. Um, The other tune that is paired with in LSB, our current hymnal, the Lutheran service book, is one called Saint Flavian, and it's a it's one from about the same period of time, um, um, and was from a, a collection called the Whole Book of Song Songs, excuse me. So there we are again. That a lot of these tunes came out of psalters, the mm-hmm. original old psalters, where they would just um, have a paraphrase of a psalm and say, okay, sing it to this tune named Saint Flavian, and people would know what it was, uh, the, the tune that they were talking about. The probably the best example of that is old 100th, um, praise God from whom all blessings flow. If you just said old 100th, oh yeah, we know, yeah, we know that because it was always paired with the 100th song. And so, um, uh, that was a very common way of doing it. And those Psalters were much more compact in size because of that. They could just print the text and say, okay, here's the text in this meter long meter sing it to old 100 everybody would know would know what to do Um, so um, for today why don't we sing um oh why don't we sing stanzas one and four and again we'll use the tune dundee which is the one that was from the the lutheran hymnal Almighty God, your word is cast like seed into the ground. Now let the
0: dew of heaven descend, and righteous fruits abound. So when the precious seed is sown, your quickening grace be that all whose souls the truth receive its saving power may know. We continue with the Kyrie. O Lord,
1: have mercy upon
0: us. O Christ,
1: have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us.
0: Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, heaven. hallowed be thy name. Thy Thy kingdom come, thy will Will be done. done on earth Earth as it is in heaven give us this day day our daily bread and forgive us our our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever forever and ever amen blessed lord you've caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning grant that we may so hear them read mark learn and take them to heart that by the patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast to the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
1: Amen. Join us for worship this week at 10 a.m. Please note the change in time for this week. That is 10 a.m., one service at 10 a.m., and that will be followed by the Big Bash, our celebration outdoors with games and food.